So, concerns are mounting that Barry Silbert's Digital Currency Group, in which literally has ties to every single crypto project in the history of humanity, there are concerns, concerns now that this could be the next casualty in this crypto Armageddon, in which we're obviously seeing. On Tuesday, Digital Currency Group, the boss, Barry Silbert, noted to shareholders that there is difficult industry conditions plaguing the digital asset sector. Silbert attempted to reassure investors regarding the lot of noise in which is circulating about and the health of some of the portfolio's leading lights. Singled out for a special mention in Silbert's note was Genesis, in which is a New York-based digital asset platform and lending custodial platform. Digital Currency Group announced just last week that Genesis global capital lending business had made the difficult decision to quote-unquote temporarily suspend redemptions and new loan originations. So that obviously there's something very strange going on with Digital Currency Group, which is a big, big lender, investor and startup kind of nurturer within the cryptocurrency realm. Just so all of you are up to date, Genesis is basically the biggest trading desk for professional investors in the cryptocurrency market. And Silbert blamed the Genesis lending halt on an issue of what he calls liquidity and also duration mismatch in the Genesis loan book. But obviously investors now are fairly skeptical. Silbert did claim, however, that Genesis and the spot and derivative business, other aspects of the business were continuing to operate as normal. It was just the specific areas of the business in which they needed to halt withdrawals. Interestingly, however, Genesis literally in the past few weeks has been many, many rumors circulating around that Genesis has been looking for $1 billion in capital as an emergency injection. And they later did reduce this actually down to $500 million after there were no takers for the investment. On Monday also, adding to the fear of controversy, Genesis also added a message to their Twitter and their homepage stating that they had no plans to file for bankruptcy immediately. But the very next day, the New York Times reported that Genesis had hired a restructuring advisor by the Molison company to examine all the possible scenarios, including a bankruptcy. So that seemed very suspicious. You come out on Twitter stating that there's no immediate bankruptcy threat incoming. However, just the next day, it was clearly seen and reported that a restructuring advisor was recruited to the company in whom it obviously specializes within bankruptcies, so on and so forth. And just to give some perspective of how dangerous this could be, the image on the screen now is digital currency group and all their holdings and investments and portfolios. And the reason why I'm bringing this image up is because very clearly, if one of their investments or businesses fails, this can have catastrophic impacts across the range of other investments and kind of leads that they have within their portfolio. It's almost like dominoes, right? As one domino falls down, the higher likelihood that other dominoes are going to fall down and the kind of compounding effect starts to accelerate. The concern is that if Digital Currency Group and their main holdings fall, then this could be the end for crypto companies and have catastrophic impacts across the cryptocurrency sector for good. Genesis reported that they have roughly $175 million in which has been locked up on the FTX exchange. And after previously declaring that they had no net credit exposure to the debacle, this was followed by an admission that they had suffered a total loss of $7 million across all counterparties. So that just once again adds to the speculation, as I've stated many, many times, the overall kind of blind nature of the cryptocurrency economy. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You can't audit this. There's no proper regulation. It's like playing football, being blind or swimming naked or something. You can't see what's going on. So for Genesis to come out and say that they have no net exposure, material credit exposure to 
FTX and then later it's obviously revealed that they suffered a massive loss and have money locked up on this exchange, then this just adds to the controversy and degrades trust, I think is the correct terminology as time goes on. I want to bring this up. Listen to the co-founder of Alameda Research just in the final few hours before they declared bankruptcy and before it was revealed that they had a hideous scheme ongoing. Just listen to what he said within an interview because this is really funny and I think it's analogous to kind of the trust that you should keep um, with these other kind of commenters uh, within the cryptocurrency sector. I know Tether has been a hot topic on, on crypto Twitter, so appreciate you for giving us a little transparency on that. Of course. Hello, right, that was Alameda Research co-CEO Sam Tribuco coming up, a breakdown of Ethereum's London... This was like, really now, just hours before the bankruptcy, the co-founder, co-CEO of Alameda Research came out and conducted an interview, thought everything was fine, no no risk here, nothing to be seen. And obviously you can see at the end his face and reaction is, well, clearly very, very skewed. And he clearly is very, very worried about blatantly lying on live TV, uh, yet somehow he's not in research, similarly to that bizarre Caroline Edison. But the point being is that you shouldn't trust these people. Seriously, they were buying cars, they were doing strange things with the money, they don't care about you. They were buying expensive properties, Ferraris, having sexual orgies within the offices. They don't care about you. This should just show, I believe, the kind of cowboy market nature of this cryptocurrency economy. And by the way, this fool that you just saw was on the Forbes 30 list. It's like, are you serious now? He's a bloody idiot. To make matters worse for Digital Currency Group and their holdings, specifically Gemini, Bloomberg recently estimated that Gemini had around $2.8 billion in outstanding loans, nearly one-third of which was owed by related parties, including DCG and Genesis Global Trading. There was also a previously disclosed sketchy loan, $1.1 million, on a promissory note, it's called, that DCG issued to cover Genesis following a spring collapse of 3AC crypto hedge fund. Finally, Silbert acknowledged a $350 million loan DCG received from a small group of lenders in which very, very sketchy. So money seems to be coming in and going. They seem to be covering each other and it seems to be working for the time being, but there's obviously concern as the crash gets worse within the crypto economy as the recovery seems to be further and further out in sight. And as we have this skepticism surrounding and the potential impacts of the dominoes effect and the compounding effect of all of these exchanges and hedge funds collapsing, there is concerns that you can't just keep printing money out of free air and kind of thinking that you can cover your organization so freely as was done in the past. Now there is more at stake and it seems that there's a lot of concerns surrounding DCG and their holdings. Despite these liabilities, however, DCG's leader, Barry Silbert, mentioned the DCG has weathered previous crypto winters, and whilst this one may feel more severe, collectively he says that we're going to come through this much stronger. Silbert noted that DCG was on track to generate $800 million in revenue this year, which sounds very impressive, but when you compare this to prior years, when you compare this to 2021 revenue, he neglected to add the fact that this was one-fifth below 2021's four-year revenue. So much kind of concern here surrounding the revenue outlook and simultaneously their ability to cover loans within the cryptocurrency sector. As I stated, um, when you take into consideration the prior video that we just watched, this sounds a lot like the other kind of cryptocurrency CEOs and the reassurance which has been given by these other so-called leaders and visionaries within this space and which have later kind of totally revealed as fraudulent. They've come out as tilled scam pots or just total idiots who are running organizations with no idea what they're doing. So the reassurance is all too familiar in a very negative sense. DCG being the holding parent company, the big investor within the cryptocurrency space, the other sister company 
which is simultaneously obviously held by DCG, is called Grayscale. And Grayscale has been under criticism, much concern surrounding Grayscale in the past few weeks. And this is obviously, as I'm sure you heard last week, Grayscale's inability to verify the ownership of their hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin in which they owned on exchanges. Grayscale alarmed many observers just last week when it resisted to call and prove that it actually holds the asset that it claims to hold under various trusts, and which includes Ethereum, Solana, Litecoin, and others. They cited security concerns. Grayscale stated that they couldn't make any on-chain wallet information and confirmation data publicly available through a cryptographic proof of reserve. Instead, Grayscale explained that the assets underpinning its trust are custodials and they are in the hands of Coinbase Custody and reprinted a letter from Coinbase Custody asserting that the assets it was holding was on Grayscale's behalf and these are secure. So Grayscale couldn't verify that they had the Bitcoin that they were claiming to hold. They couldn't verify that they were holding and they had proof of reserve when it comes to the assets, including hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin, Litecoin, Solana, Ethereum, so on and so forth. However, they did point towards Coinbase Custody in which claimed via a tweet that they had uh, custodial over these assets on behalf of Grayscale. But very, very interestingly, and this is where the plot gets slightly darker, according to CoinGeek, Coinbase Custody is an offshoot of Coinbase Global, which is wholly owned by none other than Grayscale's owner DCG. The ties that bind all the players in this game offer an unsettling echo of the cozy links between FTX, in which DCG also had an investment stake, and the Lambda. The infamous pair offered a similar reassurance regarding the safety and security of customers' assets that would eventually exposed as hollow. Thus, once again, this just pulls into question the trust and the verifiability of these so-called innovative exchanges, innovative cryptocurrency projects. And I think to kind of finally underpin what I want to push out and proclaim is be careful, because the incentuous nature of DCG's portfolio makes one wonder how exactly and how much exactly there is real money underpinning these so-called investments and these projects and these companies and how much of this money was being used for other purposes uh, aside from advertising. I think the main question, the main thing to pose and posit over is the fact that how many of them in Warren Buffett's famous analogy are swimming naked and I think it's likely over the next few weeks we're going to see a few more naked swimmers in the cryptocurrency sector.